Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'll tell you what, Mason, you know this movie came out in 2003. I'm going to give you three big top reasons. Three big top reasons this movie came out in 2003. Welcome to Caravan of Garbage. Leave a like. Um, Nanomites. Nanomeds, James. Sorry. You know, it was all nanotechnology, it was, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, what if a nanomite rebuilt a whatever? What if a nanomite was a virus? Well, again, we are in we're in we're in that era. We're in that X-Men, yeah. uh, the, the first first run of X-Men movies era where nobody could quite commit to the concept of we're, t- we're taking comic books, we're taking them to the big screen. Yeah. You can't just go, we're talking about Hulk, by the way, Hulk 2003. Oh, do you think maybe they might know that from the title and thumbnail, Mason? No, some people disassociate in the first five seconds. All right, then. But... They can't just go, uh, yeah, he was hit by a gamma bomb explosion. Yeah. And now he's the Hulk. They had to go, okay, well, uh, there's nanomeds, and then there's like, then there's a gamma exposure, and then he was experimented D- on as a child. Stu- and there's a, a starfish was cut up. That's part of it, probably. Yeah, yeah. He's actually, um, um, he, uh, Bruce Banner's father actually wants to achieve regeneration and therefore immortality, mostly through harvesting starfish milk. <laughs> he wants to milk a bunch of starfish because that's the where the power of immortality is. But you're right. Number one, nanomeds. You're right, nanomeds. Should I leave that bit of where your voice went bizarre? Yes, what happened there? (laughs) Number two, extended comic book opening sequence. Oh, my God. But I guess this one, like you mentioned, it tells a story. It's Mm. like, what kind of animals is this guy milking? Starfish, mostly, and also (laughs) dogs and... And that? Raccoon? Is there a raccoon in there? I don't remember. Maybe, but yeah, the excessively long flying through DNA slash doing science intro, as was the style of the time, i.e. the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Uh, But this one has the addition of, like, that comic book font, so you know. Uh, I realised also I didn't have a a third thing. But I guess the third thing in this era is, like, still feeling out what a comic book movie is. Yes, that's right. You know, they were still taking a swing at, like, how how do we put characters like this on screen? And mm. with this direction, it was like, we get the guy from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Terrific, Eric Banner. Eric Banner, that's right. <laughs> Terrific choice, by the way, Ang Lee. I think that's that's as good as you're going to get at this era, mm. right? And also, you know, it, it's a character that in the comics, you could do a deep, dark kind of exploration of this character's psyche and, you know, find out who he was and who he's going to be and whatever and what makes him tick. But none of this... 
works for me. And I couldn't kind of, I couldn't figure out why. Interesting, okay. Until I did figure out why, Oh, Mason. okay, you're not going to say that till the end? No, I'll do it now. Okay, So, great. you know how you don't like the idea of, in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, that it's the decades, like 50 years of, uh, of well, not even at that point, it was like 40 years of Spider-Man history, mm-hmm. like crammed into one movie, the first one in particular. That's right. But it was mostly the misery, you yeah, know? Yeah, so it sort of changes the... The thrust of the character it changes the 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 direction of the character Spider-Man specifically from like a happy-go-lucky kind of hard luck uh, superhero who occasionally has something tragic happen to him to a, a superhero whose whose tragedy is his absolute bread and butter. It happens to him all the time. So it sort of it, it changes the characterization of that hero. And and you're saying a similar thing happens with the Hulk here. Yeah, I think they lean too much into just trauma. Just straight up, yeah. like, this guy's tortured, this guy... It's just all trauma all the way down. You cut the surface of this guy's brain in any in any, in any which way. Starfish blood comes Starfish out. Starfish blood comes out. I think out. you're probably right in the sense that for, for many... And this, I mean, there's an element of it I should point out as yeah. well. Of course it is, right? The, a criticism that I had of this Hulk at the time was that the, the idea of the Hulk's uh, identities being the result of sort of childhood abuse and trauma was a fairly recent addition okay, to his sure. his characterization in the comic books. Whereas you know for, for the decades prior, it was just he got hit by some gamma radiation and now he smashes stuff and he hates and, it. And it, and, it, and it felt to me like at the time it felt to me like well maybe in a sequel we could we could address that trauma and and abuse and that's that's some very heavy stuff but i would like in the first movie maybe i would just like to see a fun movie where he, he smashes helicopters and tanks and everyone shoots at him and etc and uh, i mean yeah. we get that don't we we certainly you know what i tell you tell you what james i didn't like this at the time yep but on a, upon a rewatch I quite I liked it a lot. There's some good stuff in it. I'll tell you some good stuff about it, James. Okay. Well, firstly, it's got that same aesthetic as the Raimi Spider-Man movies. This is a negative. Which, <laughs> when nothing looks so, sort of truly real or lived in. Yeah, okay. Like office, offices are sort of like... The weird military complex with a weird elevator in it. Yeah, like nothing looks kind of like... It, it, that's that's the aesthetic they sort of mastered in the in the in the MCU movies where everything does look like yeah and the Dark Knight and oh definitely whatnot, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. where this and I and it, you know I'm, it is on purpose it's it's a comic book come to life we're not you know it's literally you, you, you in look, a lot of this yes you look you're looking at this uh, you're looking at this comic book universe you've translated it to live action it doesn't have to have every single real life detail attached to it mm. and so you know I'm I'm. I go back and forth on whether that that's that's a, a perfect encapsulation of a comic book or it or it annoys me. But mm. I I like the I I love the scene transitions in this. I it, like some of them. Well, I I don't like I don't this like is Transition City, mate. I know I didn't like the one where where the Hulk's arch nemesis Glenn is destroyed. Glenn <laughs> is destroyed by the hand grenade. That one's a little bit goofy. But I liked a lot of the kind of the. We're looking at multiple characters, and they're appearing in multiple panels. And there's characters on the phone, and there's ca- there's helicopters, you know, trucking across the desert. See, and all sorts I of think stuff. it's I like the idea of it, like kind of this panel work, mm-hmm. kind of put into a film. Like I understand it, I get the choice, I understand the aesthetic, but I think it's just it's done so much, and I uh-huh. don't really think it adds too much when you're like you see somebody standing somewhere and then you see them from a slightly different angle at the sure, same right. time and it's, and what is the point of you this? know what there's a couple of those that don't work there's a scene where where sam elliott's thunderbolt ross is talking to uh his daughter mm. played by Liv tyler no wrong one <laughs> the lady from labyrinth jennifer connelly jennifer connelly thank you 
That's the most current reference I have. The Lady from Labyrinth. Not Top Gun Maverick. No, 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 no. One of the highest grossing movies of all time. There's a a scene where they're just having a conversation and some of the cuts are oddly jarring, but I think a lot of it totally works. I think, though, the fact that we haven't ever really gone back to that Mm. proves to me that this is not something that's done effectively in this movie. I think it can be done, okay. but I don't think this nails it. Here's the thing. I felt more thrilled about a lot of the scene transitions in this movie than I do about a lot of visuals in current day MCU movies. Yeah, there's some really I'm like, give us some more choices. of those. And there's some wonderful shots of, you know, the Hulk and he's jumping, you know, through some rocky canyons or what have you, and yeah. they look incredible. Yeah, well, that's exactly. I completely agree. But apparently there were moments like there's an exchange between Eric Banner and Sam Elliott and they did 150 takes just to get full coverage of this entire thing. Yeah, right. And I just think in a scenario like that, where it's a man with a moustache talking to a man without a Mm moustache, maybe you don't need to do that. Yeah, that's some very... um, That's Kubrick breaking breaking a person. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's extremely Kubrick. Another thing that I, uh, I really like that I don't think I appreciate at the time in addition to those scene transitions, there were some very incredible Hulk TV series visuals. Yeah. Just a lot of sudden, like, negative shots. Yeah. Where somebody's just, like, biting an electrical cable <laughs> and all of a sudden the shot goes to black and white and then green and purple and negative. And yeah. I'm like, oof, that's, that's some good stuff. That's, yeah. that's solid the 70s slash the 80s. That was yeah. good fun. Oh, there's a few references to the 70s show. For one, Lou Ferrigno is actually in this mm-hmm. with Stan Lee. Uh, his father is named David Banner which is not in the comics, but of course, we've talked about that series before, is David Banner in that Hulk series instead mm. of Bruce Banner. Mm. I also thought getting Eric Banner was a great choice. I mean, he was pretty unknown for the time. Sounds pretty similar to the name. That's exactly right. Mm. And apparently he also said the mood on set during shooting was ridiculously serious and morbid. And director Ang Lee explained to him that he was shooting a superhero tragedy and that they would be making a whole other movie about the Hulk without him. And I think one of the reasons that this movie falls down with some of the Hulk stuff is because there is a huge disconnect between the nerd who shows up in the bike helmet, mm-hmm. who just he just feels like a blank-faced mannequin man. And yeah. I love Eric Banner. Mm, yeah. And then it's like a guy who's... He was Poiter. He was Poiter. That's right. And then it's a guy who's... Everybody look up Poiter. <laughs> he, he was Ray Martin. He was Ray Martin. He was Ray Martin. I remember when he was Ray Martin. I remember all of this, Mason. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and then there's moments where he's like, I'm not very angry, and then he's like, I'm mad! Mm. And then he's the Hulk. And I just think all of these things, they don't feel like one person. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think, again, you know, I enjoy Eric Banner's work in pretty much everything, but I think he was kind of pitched... At, there, there's a line in it, I think, where where uh, Nick Nolte, as his father, says of Bruce, he's unique, that's why you can't relate to him. And I remember thinking... That's probably not the best archetype of character to base a franchise around when you think about it. A guy you can't relate to. Yeah. Like he, he did feel, and I, I understand that the point of this character is that he was meant to be kind of unrelatable and kind of aloof. He couldn't keep a relationship. and Yeah, but maybe don't do that, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Make a guy we like on yeah, some level. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, he found, you know, the, I, I feel the dilemma here is you want a character who seems distant to those around him, but we can tell has a full inner life yes. and we like him. Yes, and I think that's what's missing yeah. in this movie. I think mm. you absolutely nailed that on the head, Mason, if you don't mind me giving you a compliment for once. I'll take one. <laughs> anyway, do you know what it's time for? What's it time for? Hulk stats! Hulk stats! Hulk stats! Hulk stats! Hulk stats! Yeah. 
Here's some Hulk stats, Mason. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I want to talk about the look and how he moves at all of that. Mm-hmm, but this, sure, sure. this is a good warm up. Just doing Hulk stats. Hulk stats. So he weighs three thousand four hundred and fifty-two pounds. Uh, that's about fifteen hundred kilograms. That's for those, very specific. Yeah, for those people who like, you know, using the proper system of measurement. Uh, his skin is ten times as strong as Kevlar. Ooh. I don't know who that is, but uh, he sounds very <laughs> strong. Whoever this, Kevlar. I think that's one of Eric Banner's characters, Kevlar. <laughs> Uh, his feet are from four- Full Frontal, James. Yes, I know the Full Frontal. The sketch comedy TV series Full Frontal. It could have also been from his own TV show, The Eric Banner Experience, or whatever from, yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 Uh, his feet are four feet and three inches, as in one point three meters. Mm-hmm. So if he wore shoes, that would be a US size eighty-seven. Ooh. that's right. He can move at a top speed of three hundred miles or four hundred eighty-three kilometers per hour and cross three to four miles. Or 4.8 to 6.4 kilometers in a single jump. But I think... How'd you get these figures? Internet Movie Database. Okay, great. So they could be entirely made <laughs> No, it's, it's all like behind the scenes stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, right. Can... It's interesting that they went with that. I feel like there, there are a lot, of, yeah, a lot of superhero movies where they go, you know, he's strong as he needs to be and he's fast as he needs to be. Yes. And he's whatever size, it doesn't matter. If we need to make him smaller in a particular scene or bigger, whatever, we'll just do it, who cares? Yeah. yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But I think also... You can definitely see the limitations of the technology in bringing this character to life. Speaking of, I've got a video on how how the Hulk's evolved over time, like oh. uh, like how he changes and whatever. I'll link it below if it's finished. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I think. Am I on that? Are you in the video? Yes. No. Huh. Do you want to be in it? Have you recorded already? Yes. Ah, oh, don't worry about it. I can put a picture in. Yeah, here, thanks. Or Matt can put a picture of yeah, you. Yeah, great. Yeah. But I think also. And they, and they scale him down for the next one, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. next week. He's too big and he feels too wide, especially in the head. He looks like a gujitsu. I feel like perhaps Ang Lee was going for more of a like a King Kong kind yes. of sizing because there is a moment where he lifts Betty up and like puts her in a car or something like that and he does feel like just an enormous gorilla character and I think he is too big. That being said... He also gets of, bigger as the movie goes on. He does because he, he gets... Yeah, yeah, angrier, yeah. 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 I feel a lot of the effects in this, even though they're not perf- they're not they're not perfect. Yeah, uh, they still hold up. Yeah, I like agree. Like there's moments where he's you know he's he's uh, he he gets you know hit with a with a with a gamma radiation. He hit, gets hit with a gamma radiation, but there's a moment where he goes through a bunch of sprinklers and like the he, water coming off him. That yeah. looks really good. I agree. Uh, and there's a moment where he's been burrowing through the streets of San Francisco. He comes up and he's covered in oil and grime or what have you. That looks good. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think this is maybe a testament to not uh, overworking every visual effects production house in the world until they can't do good work anymore. They've actually, they actually Is that a particular comment on anything that's happening at the moment? No, or it's is just, that just a, a, just a random observation. Just yeah. bouncing around yeah, in your head, was yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with all of that, but I also think that he doesn't look enough like Eric Banner. No, that's and he, true. And he doesn't move like Eric Banner because Ang Lee did most of the motion capture for this. Yeah. And I talk about this in that video that you're not in. Mm. But I think that's a mistake, getting a guy who's not proportioned like this mm. and recording his movements and then translating it to something who looks like the aspect ratio on your TV is wrong. <laughs> right, you yes. know? I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think now obviously you would you wouldn't do it this way because it doesn't it doesn't quite gel. Like some of the movements and some of the yeah. running don't befit some something that is of this size and proportion. Well I think I think that's interesting, but I, I also think two things probably one now they've they've just perfected that through an in, you know an, an increase and an advancement in the technology they can make the Hulk look exactly like Mark Ruffalo yeah they've had two other iterations to kind of burn through and perfect that and also I wonder if at the time perhaps Ang Lee wouldn't have expected Eric Banner to do any of that motion capture because only he knew 
perhaps felt how he yeah. knew it wanted to wanted the character to move. I guess you're right in that they never. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Really built a character like this before. Mm. They'd obviously dabbled in, you know, CGI people mm. here and there. But having something front and center yeah. using this technology... It hadn't really been done. Like we'd obviously got bits of it in like the Terminator and we've yeah, seen yeah. CGI creatures and whatever that Final Fantasy movie was where they made Ben Affleck in it. <laughs> yes, that's right. But yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Yeah, where he kind of, he did the the bit where he'd like, he'd, he'd smash his hands on the ground and then turn green and then Eric Banner would go home, presumably. Yeah, that's right. And I, I mean, maybe that's, you know, a function of Ang Lee is more of an auteur than perhaps like a current crop of... of Superhero movie directors, who like just, a gun for hire. Yes, like a gun. Which for is not a James Gunn's not really a gun for hire. No, that's true. No. Yeah. But but just like he knows what he wants and he's going to make that happen. Whereas I think maybe like a you know a present day director would just be like, well, if he's the Hulk, get him to the Hulk stuff. Yeah. What am I, also, <laughs> what am I doing when you come to a project now, like a superhero project, a lot of those decisions about how that stuff is made and what that thing looks like is already done for you. That's true. Either because the studio decide like designs it. Mm-hmm. And you show up on the day, you know, and just go action, I guess. But you know, <laughs> if you're doing a Hulk movie or show, yeah, you've you've got action, I guess. <laughs> oh, it's all right. We already filmed it. <laughs> you don't really need to be here. We filmed all the 
We just you are just here to field all the questions <laughs> yeah, in interviews about about continuity. So <laughs> I don't need you to film anything. Yeah, but like if you're doing a Hulk movie or project, mm-hmm. you you've got the Hulk already. Yes. Your your creative choices and about what that looks like and how it's done have been decided for you. That's true. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Nick Nolte's in it. Oh, actually, before we do that, I'm just gonna say. Uh, also, I I I forgot his rubbery. Like the like the Hulk's rubbery, the Hulk's rubbery. Like right. I, I, I guess they needed again. It's it's one of those choices of like, well, we need to translate this to real life. And what? How is it the Hulk can? How is it the Hulk that bullets bounce off the Hulk? And how is it he can jump so high? Ah, he must be rubbery. Yeah. Like mm. these days, it'd just be like he can just jump because he's strong. Yeah, he's got big muscles. He's got big muscles, but in this, he's rubbery. Yeah, I'm the director. I'm here to field the questions. How does, how does he jump? Ah, oh, he's strong. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. Get out of here. Uh, anyway, Nick Nolte is Absorbing Man. Mm. Uh, you might have recognised this, but you know the infamous Nick Nolte mugshot. Yes, that was taken during he- during the filming of this. Hence, like the long scraggly oh, hair. Oh, okay. So he grew that for this movie, and now in that mugshot, he looks insane. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, I want I, I want to get back to like the finale and how they use the Absorbing okay, Man, great. and they have since in in other mediums, but. Mm. In the, in the comic book universe, his name is Crusher Creel, I think. Yes. He mm. was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something, wasn't he? I think he, yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Hulk dogs turn up and he punches one in the balls. Uh, oh, I have written that. He, I've written he hits one of those Hulk dogs right in their dog nuts. Yeah. So I get... <laughs> this is why this partnership works so well together, James. We're always on the same page. We're always finishing each other's thoughts about Dog Hulk nuts. Punching someone in the dog nuts. We finish, e- <laughs> we finish each other's dog nuts. <laughs> I think as mentioned, like... The, I think the action sequences are, are good, as in, like, they're clearly well thought out. Mm-hmm. It's clearly like you do one in the dark at the start where he busts out and he's kind of moving through the, the yeah, scientific uh-huh. facility. You do the, the Hulk dog nuts fight. Mm. You do the one in the desert where it's open and bright and it kind of it moves out of a facility into the desert and into yeah. the city. But I don't think there's enough in this to show that he's heroic or anything other than a force of nature. I think it's important to show more of he is a force for good. Yeah, right. Whereas uh-huh. every kind of scenario that he's in, like, you know, he'll save a pilot occasionally. But he's yes. mostly just like, ha! Ah! And then, like, what running. About, what about that time he shook those soldiers out of that tank before he used the, the tank to kill another man? I just th- thought, I just, it looked like he was just having fun. Also, um, I think there was a huge mistake uh, having his first transformation not be while he's being accosted by some truckers outside a bar. Oh, I think that's a classic... Yeah. Bruce Banner turns into a Hulk and beats up a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, and okay. I, I feel there was a missed opportunity there. Whereas in this, he just he, he just gets anxious in his lab. Yeah. And he smashes some stuff. He certainly does, doesn't he? Shit finale, though. I mean... Yeah, I've, I've got a note here. It says endings are hard, aren't they? <laughs> they certainly are. Just as endings are hard. I mean, I love the moment where they, for some reason, let Nick Nolte get close to him. And Nick Nolte just, he just goes off chops, mate. Mm. And it's interesting because before he goes in there, General Ross is like, if Eric Banner so much as twitches, <laughs> just shoot him, shoot him in the head or whatever. Now, now send in the guy that's guaranteed to make him twitch. Yeah. And he goes in and they're just doing a little stage play together. Yeah, right. And, you know, and he bites into the electricity. And I think that's fun. You know, and watching him kind of morph into whatever the thing is he's touching, mm. his electricity, his rocks, his water. That's some great effects, I think. But then he's, the most part. Then he's a big cloud with, a, a, big with cloud, a movie yeah. showing inside I'm, it. I'm thinking mostly of the point where he, he absorbs uh, a chair, I think, and the, the 
paint turns his hand blue. And oh, you see him, yeah, you that's see him move his stuff. hand across the chick. He's kind of melding into it's a T-1000 style. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that, but I'm saying like it ends with, oh, you, you want energy? Here's too much energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah too much energy. I... Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I have a note here that just says, oh, I forgot about the Hulk's dad plot line. <laughs> yeah. Because again, like I, fe- I feel it, it ends pretty satisfactorily when he, he, you know, rampages across San Francisco and then he is... He's uh he's lulled back to human form by the power of love. Yep. Uh, of, song. of the lady from Labyrinth. Yeah. And uh, and then I'm like, oh no, I forgot. There's more of this. This is. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, don't, I think we we could have cut out most of the dad plot and put it into a sequel. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it does of course also end in the jungle where Eric Ban has a big fake beard and he's like, I'm doing good work. You don't in think the that's a real beard? Nah. Wow. Mason, don't be I na- think it's accurately coloured, though. Don't be naive. I don't think it is. I think he'd have a darker beard. In addition to that, he has yes. a frog on his hat, and I enjoy that. Sure, yeah. Probably means something. Metamorphosis? Well, I mean, there was frog. I mean, he blew up that frog earlier. Yeah, he did. So maybe he? this is ma- him making amends and being truly heroic by making that frog his friend. Yeah, he might be right. Mm. Overall, what did you think of this? It's interesting, yes. but it's not great. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of the choices, I, I think like you, I didn't like it at the time at uh-huh. all, but revisiting it and again, like on that video, looking behind how it was made and the choices behind that and how they were going to go with an animatronic and all of these other things. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the ideas that they're going for. And I also feel like you couldn't really make something like this now because mm. it's too woke. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, obviously Mason, someone would find something woke about it and have a big cry. But I think it's, it's probably too cerebral for mm, okay. for a property that you need to make $500 million with. Yeah, right, right. Look, I, for some of this rewatch, I appreciated the slow burn of it. Yeah. But then for uh, some, of the, some of the rest of it, I'm like, oh, good, just a scene where like Bruce is floating in a, in a tank and everybody just silently watches him on a monitor for a really long time. This mm, is That's good, isn't it? Keep it moving. Some Keep of this could moving. be cut out. But I, I, overall, I have a much more positive experience of this movie yeah. than when I saw it in cinemas. I will also say this, Mason. I love the Danny Elfman score. I think from the opening of this, it really feels, Mason, like a comic mm. book score. Oh, yes. You know, it makes me feel like I'm watching The Hulk, the movie, 2003. Nailed it, Danny really Elfman. You've done that. it again. Yeah. Anyway, it's time for Green Trivia. Oh. I just want to specify as well, this isn't called Green Trivia because it's Hulk-related. Mm. I already did this. Out months of ago, out, of out of spite. Yeah. It's pure coincidence. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to think that this is some kind of some kind of section that I've catered specifically to this video. Yeah, what All happened right? is somebody said, can you please stop calling it green trivia? And if there's one thing I know is don't tell James to stop doing something because he will never stop doing it. Correct. And vice versa. And vice versa. Anyway, Billy Crudup very nearly took on the role, but he jumped out like a big rubbery Hulk man. Ooh. Uh, Tom Cruise was offered, and then they looked at Steve Buscemi, David Duchovny, and Jeff Goldblum. They all screen tested, and Edward Norton was even approached. Interesting. Maybe we'll come back and talk about an Edward Norton Hulk film next week, Mason. Ooh. Uh, Nick Nolte, David Banner, used an oxygen tank throughout the production. Eric Banner recalled a moment where, after taking a hit of oxygen on set... Nolte turned to Banner and confided, I don't really need this. It just makes them think you're fucking crazy and they pay attention. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's doing weird Hollywood acting. There is stuff. a moment in the movie where he takes, takes a hit a or something, doesn't hit he? something and then he switches on the gamma rays. Yeah, so. that's good stuff. Okay. Uh, the working title for this movie was actually Blue Harvest, which was weird because that was also the working title of the original Star Wars. Interesting. I checked to see whether those things are related. It's <laughs> actually not. Huh. Pure coincidence. I think they would have gone with Green Harvest. That's right. But, you know. 
Uh, Lou Ferrigno, Stanley. Yes, yes, we saw them. Uh, during production of this in San Francisco, California. California. Yes, thank you. Home of the Raisins. Filming stopped for about two hours because some college students from UC Berkeley played a prank Uh-oh. and systematically urinated in porta potties, creating very loud peeing sounds that distracted the cast members on set. It took about two hours to round up all the students. Wow. I don't, I don't know what that is. No. I just saw it and I went, all right, I'll read that out. Okay. Where are they now is the question. One of those students, Kevin Feige. One of those other students, crippled by debt for life. <laughs> wow. You know? Mm-hmm. Makes you think. Uh, there is actually a sequel to this movie, and I'm not talking about um, the next movie, Mason. Yes, go on. The next movie that was made after this in 2003. Mm. Is this one? Does this one count as part of uh, the MCU, I wonder? Absolutely not, not, Mason. Okay. Absolutely not. So the Hulk tie-in video game for this that came out in 2003 is set after this. Eric Banner reprises his role as Eric Banner. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that also got a sequel in Hulk Ultimate Destruction, which is a game we've played, of course, before. So that... And probably many others also. Agreed. So I didn't know that, but that's a trilogy of something? Sure is. If you look at it. If Mm -hmm. you look at it. So Eric Banner was also asked if he was willing to play Eric Banner again. Bruce Banner. I'm going to stop doing that because people will be like, are you actually saying it wrong? Um, You're actually saying Eric Banner twice. If he would do that alongside Mark Ruffalo in the MCU. Sure, but Uh, some sort of multiversal secret wars kind of situation. Exactly, but Eric Banner... He's like, I'm too busy driving around in a Monaro, he said. Yeah, that's right. I'm too busy hanging out with Jay Leno when we talk about cars. Uh, Eric Banner... I'm too busy uncovering the secrets of a quiet Australian town. You think it's perfect on the outside, but then there's a murder, probably. I'm too busy doing one of the adaptations of Time Traveller's Wife with Rachel McAdam. Mm Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch the new series, but I know they cancelled it before they wrapped up the story, Mason. He's talking to you. I'm too busy doing pointer in my own home. Just <laughs> pretending to be pointer. Uh, Banner responded, the short answer is no. I never felt like it was something I was going to reprise or do again. And I still feel, even after all this time, I can't see that happening. I would say never say never, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, box office for this, Mason. It cost... $137 million. That does not include a 30-second Super Bowl commercial from that year, which cost Universal $2.1 million. Oh. Uh, it only made, of course, $245 million at the box office. This apparently also has a historic second-weekend US box office drop. Uh-oh. So it opened at number one and then dropped around 70% in its second week. That was astronomical for the time. Presumably word got around that it was had had weird transitions and it was a bit sad at times. Sure, sure, you know? sure, sure, sure. People were looking for Daredevil and they got mm. this, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but that, of course, has been beat out by other movies since, including Dark Phoenix, which is one of our favourite movies to not think about. But that's not the only reason the studio feels this didn't do well. So weeks before this film's release, a New Jersey man named Kenny Gonzalez acquired a copy of its work print from a friend of an ad agency employee and it leaked online. Oh no. As it contains temp music, unfinished CGI, unedited audio and the like, those able to see the leaked work print heavily criticised the movie's incomplete vision. Some studio executives subsequently blamed the movie's box office failure on the leak. Uh, he did three years in prison for doing that as well, for leaking wow. the Hulk. I don't think that's why this didn't do well, though, to be honest. I was around at this time, and I was very much on the internet too much, like I am now. Mm-hmm. I didn't even remember, I don't remember that at all. this being leaked, because no. if I'd have known that, I would have definitely stolen it at the time. Sure, yeah. And I did not. Uh-huh. Anyways, next week, if you do want to see us talk about The Incredible Hulk... 
the real Hulk movie, maybe. Ooh. Is it? I don't know. Uh, you can actually head over to BigSandwich.co where there's early stuff and bonus stuff and whatever, whatever, et cetera, and so forth. Or check out our podcast, The Weekly Planet, if you like podcasts, mm. where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. Is there ever a hot topic that we don't cover in entertainment news, Mason? Yeah, probably if, if we think maybe like the, the, the backlash will be too... You know, we'll have to deal with that. Oh, okay, probably, yeah. Probably skip over it, you know. Like we'd have to do with a bunch of incels, et cetera, and yeah, so forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just That's terrible. not a shot at anybody watching this uh, who's an incel. <laughs> We're not talking about you. <laughs> We're talking about a Mason. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, folks, if you want to uh, continue the Eric Banner superhero trilogy, you can, of course, watch 2000's Chopper, <laughs> where he, he portrays real-life uh, criminal Mark Chopper Reed. Very good. Or the... The, the iconic Australian movie, The Castle, where he plays Con Petropolis. <laughs> True. Some if you want to know why Australians are like they are, watch The Castle. Yeah. Mm. You won't get it. No. <laughs> but it's great. No. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, grab that jam, you guys. We'll see you next week. And goodbye. Oh, the dog's here, Mason. Hello, dog. Do you have any opinions on Eric Banner's Hulk? <laughs> Just a big sneeze, huh? Yeah. Great stuff. <laughs>